Hello, Logic friends. This is Amanda Elliott, the host of episode 40 with Remy Lexington. Remy is currently a junior flame artist based out of New York. During our chat, I notice he gets very excited when mentioning his fun quirks with learning flame and also how delighted he gets when things start to actually click for him. Remy already has an impressive resume with high-end companies such as DG Fast Channel, PSYOP, Smoke and Mirrors, Taylor James, MPC, and The Mill. And since this podcast was recorded, he is now currently working at PS260 in New York as a full-time junior flame artist. Had a really great time catching up with Remy and hearing his story. Hope you enjoy the episode. And now, a word from our sponsors. This episode of The Logic Podcast is brought to you by AJA, together with Flame since 2006. We would like to welcome to The Logic family our friends at Hotspring. Hotspring is the future of VFX outsourcing. Hotspring connects you to great artists to get your projects done, making it easier than ever to access the best talent around the world. If you need any help with roto, paint, 3D match move, or cleanup, I highly encourage you to give the folks at Hotspring a shout. You will not be disappointed. www.hotspring.com Remy, how are you doing? I'm <laughs> doing, I'm doing good, doing good. Good, good. Yeah, how, how are you? How was your meal? Oh my gosh, <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I had to text you like I was running like five minutes late. So me and some friends, we we went to this really cool seafood place in Redondo. My hands still smell a little bit like crab, but we were just like, they oh. give you mallets and you can yeah. bust them up. It's amazing. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, but the funny thing was, was that I was, <laughs> so I was telling them, um, I was like, oh yeah, I'm like doing these podcasts and everything. And, um, and I'm going to be like talking to someone later today. And so we're just like, we're just like hitting these crabs. And all of a sudden I was like, we got to go. <laughs> so I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> As I was talking to my friends, we had this idea and I was like, what if, what if we incorporated? Have you ever seen Hot Ones that show Hot Ones? Yes, I love Hot Ones. I haven't watched it in a while, but I, I was going such through like a, a good lot show. of episodes. Oh yeah. Oh my god, yeah. it's such a good show. And then have you ever heard of uh, the show Drunk History? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, hear me out. Hear me out. What if <laughs> we took Hot Ones and Drunk History, but like a podcast, right? So okay. <laughs> so this was my proposal. Was I was like. What if like we we were just like eating or just like having a drink or something like that while I don't know. So anyway, I was just trying to think of like creative ways. Hot <laughs> hot history it could be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I was just like, oh man. So I think um I think uh, I might incorporate some sort of uh, whiskey neat or something like that in my oh, in my next yeah. one. Do that. I like that. I like the sound of that too. Yeah. That's cool. So how's every yeah. uh, how's everything going in New York right now? Uh, going well, going well. Um, still, uh, my one friend is happy that it hasn't snowed yet. So we're hoping that it kind of stays that way. Cause as much as it can be cold here, snow just adds that extra layer of frustration when you go out, you're just like, oh, and then in city, it just looks gross right away. Like it's like beautiful as soon as like, as it falls and then just gross for like the, re- and you're just like, why? Like just, <laughs> Because oh, yeah. the cars are driving by and like the dirt yeah. and the sludge yeah. and all that. Oh, man. But besides that, yeah, it's, it's good. Uh, yeah, it's been good. You know, can't complain. But it's nice when it just falls, that nice powder when it hits. Oh, no, it's true. It's true. You know, when you're inside, you don't have to go anywhere. It's it's perfect. But <laughs> you, <laughs> you look at it walk. from your window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have sipping on a glass of wine. Oh, it's so horrible. That's so good. I don't have to go outside. Or when you actually get that white Christmas, right? I'm sure that's really nice too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. It's like, okay, perfect timing. It's like you can take pictures and everything looks so nice. The lights too on the houses also look good too. About like, I was going to say like a 70 degree, you know, palm tree Christmas in LA. Sometimes it's just not the same. True. That is true too. I, I always say like, oh, we, cause my one friend's always like, yeah, we should oh, rather just live somewhere warmer. But I'm always like, but Christmas, it's not going to be the same. You know, but he's like, seasons. forget that. <laughs> yeah. The seasons. Yeah. I think that there's one thing that I kind of miss like growing, I, I grew up in Michigan and Canada. So like yeah. in, in that area, yeah, that you definitely get the seasons and all that. And I think in a while I'm like oh you know I kind of missed that a little bit it'd be kind of nice and then uh, I go and I fly and to Detroit and I am like can't wait to go home <laughs> yeah and from what I've heard I've never been but I heard Michigan can get cold like people are like you think the city's you think Manhattan's cold New York's cold it's like nah go to, Mich- go to Michigan 
And from what I've heard too, I, I think a lot has to do with like the lake effect, but you guys are by water too, but I don't know. Yeah. It's something with the lake in Canada right there. And I don't know. It gets um, really weird. Yeah. yeah. It does. Uh, yeah. I, I just know that, yeah, with the water, it can like slow, like, I don't know. It's supposed to like make the temperatures less extreme, but I don't know if that really helps. <laughs> It's crazy. <laughs> That's yeah. all I'm, I do remember there was one time when I was in high school and I was, I, I think I remember like watching the TV because the ticker at the bottom when you watch the news or whatever would tell you the school closures. And I remember yeah. something about like negative 17 schools are closed. Oh, I remember that oh, in high wow. school and I was just like, yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it not really realizing at the time, like negative 17 is kind of gold. <laughs> like that's, yeah, that's, that's not fun for kids to be walking to school. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. I just saw uh, some statistic on Reddit today about some, pla- I forget where it was, but it was like one of the coldest days. And they were literally saying that your breath was turning to dust immediately. It would just, it would, your breath would freeze and fall. Like that's how cold it was. I was like, Oh, wow. Like <laughs> It's like some of those videos where people take the, the, the boiling water and throw it in the air yeah. and it would just disappear before, yeah, it even hit yeah, the ground or whatever. Like, ground. That's okay. Yeah, and it's boiling water. Yeah. That, that stuff always makes me think about like being on a planet and like how there's other planets that don't have sun or anything and just like how cold it could really get. Like, you know, like it's like we're on a – we're on a – a habitable planet but imagine being on like jupiter's moon that much further away from the sun <laughs> and like just on an like yeah just the temperature can get so ridiculous i don't know it just makes you think of that even on a hot day too just thinking about like how where the sun how far away the sun is and it's like that's just like could be cooking you you know like but it's just at the right spot where it's just really hot <laughs> See, these are the thoughts. This is what I'm yeah. talking about. This is where I, yes, sip, I yes. sip my whiskey neat <laughs> and I go, yes, 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 yes exactly. Yes. Fascinating, yes. <laughs> I, li- I like your point of view, yes, very much. Um, when the sun comes out, I'm like a cat. I just need to like curl up right in front of the sun. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's always so good. Yeah, as long as it's not too humid out. Yeah, right. Do you have any pets? Uh, I do have a cat. See, a, so you understand. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Whenever the sun comes through the window, that's where he is, usually is, is right on the floor where the sun is, you know. I feel it. I Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I dig it. Yeah. I totally get it. So, man, let's let's talk about your history. I love your I love yeah. your LinkedIn. You got so much fun stuff going on there. I, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I would love to just hear about like what do we got head librarian. Man, this is cool. Yeah. Start from the beginning, man. I want to hear how you got into the business and flame all the good stuff. Right. So, uh, basically, you know, after, after college, uh, I, I had a, you know, I had a degree, I got a degree in illustration and computer animation. And then basically after school, you know, I kind of needed a job and like, it's kind of really hard to kind of like, it's like, all right, now you're go ahead, freelance or go like use your reel that you made from college to get a job, you know, get a job. And unfortunately at the time it was like, I feel like the border, right. Where like interns, like internships were kind of people had them, but then other people didn't. So it was like trickier mm-hmm. kind of getting in. So anyway, I ended up getting a job that my friend had, uh, worked there already, and it was like a distribute. It was a digital distri- well, it was a distribution company for like commercials, and I worked mostly with spots at the time. And head librarian was basically kind of like we we were in there where where we were uh, get the beta tapes to bring, and some tapes already had like were already made, so you can just use those and make copies. But some of them had to like be edited in with like certain other details. And then those would be brought to the editors and they would add in the stuff and then they would make the tape. So it literally was like in a giant room of just beta tapes. Beta and tapes. And it was kind of cool. Wow. Yeah, beta tapes, beta tapes. And you would, you would, and you would bring it, you would bring them to like, yeah, the, the actual machine room where they were just all like the, the beta cam machines where they were just dubbing these beta tapes to like the shot, the spots from one to the other. And just, then we were just putting them in like bags and sending them out everywhere you know at the time I didn't really think it would ever get me you know like I, I didn't really see how it crossed into the VFX world but after I ended up leaving there I ended up coming across uh, a job posting and it was basically like like a DMG or tech ops and they listed about how like sending tapes out and all and like working with the companies that I just came from so I was like oh wow and then I kind of applied and I got in there and they was basically yeah we were making the, the all the versions and stuff like that and when we were doing that uh, we were using Flame Assist and I didn't know I never heard of Flame I heard a little bit of Flame but I didn't really know what it was and they were like yeah this is how we make the convert you know we, we get the sequences from Nuke we get you know they give us the audio we make the slates and we put it all together and then we um, make the versions and send it out and that was like my first exposure to Flame or Flame Assist. I got really 
comfortable with timeline stuff and, and working in timeline. Didn't get too much into the compositing side, which I always wanted to because I just loved the idea of nodes and connecting things and making these schematics that look like they made no sense. I just thought that was like this like, cool little magical thing. Yeah, yeah. But it was like, and then from there, it was like kind of a long journey because then after I left there, I kind of just did some freelance roles as kind of like a productionist, you know, I guess it was considered like a a production assistant or something similar, but we were kind of making finals and versions and sending them out, but we weren't using Flame anymore. Like that wasn't there. So I was doing a lot of like media encoder and things like that, which still was good because that whole side of deliveries, making specs and frame rates, all that kind of thing. It's like you always, like I always said when I first got exposed to that, these positions was like, whenever I was like exporting something and I see those drop down menus, I'm like, what is all of this? Like, why is there so many? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, is it this versus this? Why is it this? What is it? You know, and, and it's like you know, some of the things you never even heard of before. So it was cool to like finally know kind of more of the reason of these things. Like, why is there so many options? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, it's like, wow. Like, and it was, and like, yeah, after like the first, you know, you, I learned like, with the, you know, about ProRes and MP4s. After I left there, then I ended up coming into where I am originally, but as I came in as a tech ops person with the idea to become a Flame Assist or Junior Flame. And after about a year doing more of that kind of tech ops stuff, then I got into a Junior Flame role. Oh, gotcha. So the tech ops, which yeah. is at what uh, what company or what place were you at? When I was doing the DMG tech ops stuff originally was at PSYOP, and mm-hmm. then I kind of moved to freelancing at Taylor James, originally mm-hmm. known as Smoke and Mirrors. And then I ended up making my way to MPC as like uh, another tech ops role. And I was I had that role for about a year. And then eventually they kind of been doing this whole uh, kind of because the mill and MPC are under Technicolor mm-hmm. and they kind of did some like reshuffling where they yeah. wanted to split up the long form and they wanted to split up the sh- you know short form. So MPC kind of did more long form and then Mill was doing short form, which was what we were doing. So that's, I kind of got moved into the Mill side of everything. Did you like working on more short form than long form stuff? I like both. I, th- I think I'm, I'm definitely much more familiar with the short form stuff. I only got a little exposure with like longer form stuff because in, at the time when I first was at MPC, they, they were, both companies were doing both. Like, and like, then there was like kind of like a reordering of like, all right, let's kind of split it up a little bit differently. But yeah, so um, I think what was cool about it was that you could, even though these two companies were like uh, under like the same thing, they still work differently. Mm-hmm. And so there was like a lot of meeting new people still. Like it was like we were all part of the same company, but you're still meeting other like really talented, awesome people, but from like this other section kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so there was like this whole crossover and it was just, so that was cool. And then you kind of got to see how like the two companies kind of worked and then like the blending because the pipelines at a certain point were a little bit di- were, were different and now things are kind of coming along. Yeah. And um, it's still, it, yeah, like I said, it's just cool because like even coming from all these places to see how pu- the pipelines were and how they're a little bit, how they're different in certain aspects. You're like, oh, this company does it like this or this place has it like this or this we have to do ourselves or this was more automated and all that stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it just, it gets you kind of... Uh, and then, and then again, especially like on a tech ops uh, perspective is like you kind of look over the whole time, you know, like if you're like an artist, you kind of only more focus on a couple folders or where you got to put stuff where someone else can grab it. But with tech ops, it was kind of like you were always getting stuff and had to put them in a lot more different folders. So having that bird's eye view of like the pipeline was really nice. And it just gave you more confidence too when you were like looking at to, like at other pipelines to be like, oh, I'm kind of, I, I get it now. Like you kind of get look at the map of everything, visualize it, and then kind of, you know, go with it. I see, I see. So when you're at MPC, you're doing some technical operator stuff, and then this is where you kind of jump more into the junior flame artist position. What, where where were you when you start, first started learning about, like, what flame was? Because you said flame assist earlier, but when was it when you were like, oh, what's flame? What's that? Okay, yeah, I want to get into that. Um, So it was kind of like when I when I first got that, that role when we were using it it kind of i i, I think it was at one point I, I knew one of my friends i think his girlfriend at the time or well, well, wife she did flame and that was when i first heard of it but i still didn't understand what it was and so at this company i, I started to see oh okay it's compos it's it's compositing and i'm i was kind of i guess i was familiar with it in the sense of coming from like illustration and graphic design 
I knew Photoshop, so it was kind of similar in that sense. And then it, I guess it just slowly kind of made me realize, like, okay, like this is. I, I was like, I like this. This is fun, and I can <laughs> I can go with this. Like, and I always like even even at that point, like when I first got it, it was like the, the flame artist seemed like such like a an elusive kind of thing. I was like, oh, you're a flame artist. It was like this yep. thing that no one like you'd heard the term flame artist. You're like, what is that? <laughs> well, this is like pre YouTube videos, and like you had to find <laughs> someone willing to teach you, and like the phone book manuals. Like, yeah, it was yeah. this very prestigious thing you know yeah no that, that that's and that's kind of like part of the allure that came too because it was like oh someone's so, so, a flame art oh wow it's like and it was like this even like the software seemed like a mystery to people and mm-hmm. it was so like coming into it at, with like that i was like oh okay and then like at that original company where i was like learning just mostly like uh timeline stuff um we had one supervisor who knew flame but wasn't like a flame artist so it was trickier to really dig in deeper there you know in terms of like the compositing side and especially there a lot more of it was done uh in nuke um so it was just a lot more timelines conforms and things like that even in that i always like liked flame i just you know i've dabbled in other like premiere after effects but like the timeline and flame just it, it almost like sneaks up on you on how intuitive and how like how you would want it to, to work, I guess, or, or just like, and and since everything's like, you know, cached and all that, it just seems very, just like quick and it works. I don't know. It just seems like snappy and everything like that. Just makes sense to you. Yeah. No, that's good. Did you ever play with like Final Cut 7? I, I did not. I did not get a chance to. All of that is very similar. So the, the new UI in Flame, I don't know if you've got a chance to see like the old UI in Flame. I think it's like pre-2008. Oh, I don't know if I did. But the old UI was was very different. So the the new UI in, in Flame kind of looks a little bit like the way Final Cut 7 used to look. And I think that's why a lot of editors had a good transition if they when they wanted to move over to like being smoke artists and stuff like that and doing more finishing on, uh, on smoke and flame. But yeah, Final Cut 7, that went away. <laughs> and so Yeah. yeah. Um but but the the pre-anniversary edition of Flame and Smoke, there was like uh, so right now on the left-hand side, I mean, you can control swipe and hide it, but like on the left-hand side, that's where everything lives. And before in the old UI, it used to be in this other place. Like you would have to hit a button and go to this place to then grab it, to bring it to this place that you would work in. So when the first, when the UI just first came out and people started learning it, they would just start deleting stuff thinking it's, oh, it's in my library in this other place. And it's like, oh no, it's staring at you now on the left-hand <laughs> side. So it's very interesting <laughs> to see a lot of flame artists who didn't either didn't have an editorial background or just weren't sure about like Final Cut 7 to be like, everything is staring at you on the left-hand side. Right. Yeah, so the difference between the UIs and like moving forward and stuff, yeah. But definitely, I hear you when you were saying like flame artists, like, ooh. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, that was always always the the mystique about them. And now they they Mm -hmm. get to work with the client and they get to be in the suite. Like, they had like flame suites, you know? It was like, this is like, you're not... The flame artists had their own room, kind of thing, and I was just like, "All right, this is this is pretty cool." And you they know? got like, to order their own sushi lunches, <laughs> yeah. what menu they wanted. <laughs> yeah. When you're an NPC and you're starting this role as like a junior flame artist, you had already been introduced to like timeline stuff. So, what other what other like roles were you playing into when you were an NPC? So, uh, um, a lot of the stuff that they had me doing at first was just working with the conforms and things like that. So, I was doing a lot of. More so in the beginning, a lot more of like the versioning of like the social conforms, which was was good because it got me um, more used to like that kind of workflow where the main conforms already set up, but now you gotta like match it to like an offline of a social, which is like you know nine by sixteen or a one by one or four by five, and so there's like so still some repo going on where you have to move the shot around, you have to difference it, make sure it's uh, you know everything lines up. And so it was a lot of like, you know, making the, making a lot of the, you know, socials and then also obviously, you know, making the slates, you know, with the supers and the legals and making sure they're in the right spot and they fade on or fade off at the right point and certain heights of like the legals need to be or, you know, how long they have to be on for um, and a lot of stuff like that. Every now and then I would get some, some like clean, like a shot to like do some cleanup maybe. What kind of cleanup? Uh, just, you know, removals of like marked up walls or maybe there'll be uh, maybe like a, something holding something up or like a wire or like there's a camera in the in the background that they don't want and stuff like that. I was saying this uh, not too long ago. I, I love the idea with Flame where it's, it's like you're making things invisible mm-hmm. and it's just like you you don't know like it's it's so it's magic that it's like not there. And, you know, it's like you <laughs> people don't know that it's that was something that 
that needed to be changed. But I, I like that, like knowing it's like, you see that? That was that. Like, you know, now it's this, you know, stuff like that. Like, It's almost like if you didn't know something was done to the scene, then that means we did our job right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And sometimes it's like the silliest thing that like it has to be changed, but like it, it does. And then like no one notices it, but you know it was there, like that had to be changed. <laughs> and I don't know, something about that that is like was really cool uh, or is really cool. Do you sometimes watch commercials and do you, <laughs> do you like look, you look at the work or do you, do you sometimes watch oh. commercials and you're like, oh, hey, look at that. Oh, that must have been a comp or like I, I could have done that or yeah, I, I did do that or something like that. <laughs> A hundred percent. Even even like with like legals or sometimes I'll see like maybe I'll catch something where like the legal was on after it like it cut to the next shot. I'm like, oh, like the like the, the end tag comes on, but the legal might have like was supposed to pop off like a frame sooner. I'm like, I think someone left that legal on too long or something like like just little <laughs> things like that. But I mean, I, I think that's like any I feel like a lot of like anybody that works in like our, our industry, like sees even in movies I was just watching and I was like looking at the background. It was like uh, bullets went off in like life jackets. And as I'm looking at them in the shot, I'm like, I think those were put there. Like, they don't look like they're supposed to be. And then I see at one point where one of the actors, like, their arm goes. And I'm like, I could have sworn that their arm went, like, that marking. Like, it looked like they didn't roto the guy <laughs> one frame off or something. I'm just like, so, like, you see, you see a lot of that stuff now. But that's kind of the fun of it. Let's try to find that kind of stuff, too. So it's hard to sit and watch TV or movies with you, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's uh, luckily my, my wife is very similar. Where we like to kind of like, even like whether it's like a plot hole or like that background doesn't look like, like that sky is fake. <laughs> it's got to be fake. <laughs> That's definitely, like, they put that sky in there. Does your wife work in the business too? Uh, she, she does not, but um, she, but she's just a, a big fan of movies. And then like, obviously like, so when we pull apart like plot holes or like, why couldn't he just call so-and-so? She's also into it now because I'll point out things. And so she's gotten better at me. After <laughs> I, I'll point out. So now she's seeing a lot of this stuff and I'm just, she's like, you ruined movies, movies for me. I'm yep, like, there it is. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, that's what it but yeah, so that was, uh, yeah, that's um, basically an NPC. And then, and then the, and then the mill now is kind of the, kind of the same thing, but uh, I'm getting more shot work. They'll still give me like the socials to look over, make sure those are going all well. But then I'm also will be getting shots as well to like try my best with some cleanup or a lot of times it's putting a screen in somewhere, screen replacements and things like that. But that stuff's fun for me. I don't, I just, half the fun is like, it was like, like I said, it's like making it invisible, but the other part is like building the whole thing and just making this like, it's like art and it's art in that. I don't know, just the way it looks. I feel like, you know, like I just enjoy that too. So I'm always trying to keep it clean. Schematic art. Yeah, like just keeping clean, like try to label things and all that kind of stuff. You will, you will be loved by every artist in the world. Like <laughs> using your oh. compass and labeling stuff, you're on the right track. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, because like that's a, yeah, because that's a, oh well, that's another thing too that I would do a lot of is they'll be like, oh, we just need this screen updated or something. So I'd be opening up a lot of other like senior artists schematics and replacing like finding like going through and being like okay where do where is the screen that i have to uh here it is and i could just like plug in the next one and then you know render out the shot and then put it into like my socials or whatever i you know need to do but i feel like that helps uh still helps learning more and more uh, of like what you can do you know like just how other artists work you know and try to pick up tricks that actually leads me into another good question to ask is like, do you get a chance to open up other senior artist batches and take a look at them and ask questions and learn new things by looking at other people's batches? Uh, yeah, that's kind of like a part of the way I've been trying to learn and pick up things is just a lot of times I'll be like, um, actually there's one artist, uh, I had to pick up something. And then as I was, I, I got the shot up, but like, it was like such an interesting shot. I was like, I started poking around and then there's some of it where he was, since like, you know, the turnover time is so fast that sometimes like they're just like trying things but they don't get rid of things so there's some of the stuff was like there that wasn't being used so i was like all right i kind of went through and labeled everything myself i like took guesses to some some of the stuff saw where certain stuff went and where certain stuff didn't go so and then i went through and i was like all right i trimmed off all this other stuff and it was like my like i know he already was cleaning up his own you know batch himself i took it upon myself to take the shot because it was in my flame too i was like let me just go through it and it was just cool because like once you did that i looked at it and, and i asked some questions about like oh how'd you why did you do this like this or why did you just you know then pick their brain about it now i got to see everything like why did you do this here why'd you put that note 
Did you ever notice when you were looking through other batches where you were like, oh, I probably would have done it this way or I had another way or something like that? Because if you think about it, there's like five different ways to do the same thing in Flame for almost yes. everything, whether you want to do it in the timeline and BFX or in batch or whatever. I've noticed just throughout the years that everyone has a fun way of doing something. So my question would be, have you taught a senior artist something different, how to do the same thing? And has it like the kind of the same way the senior artist is teaching you to do something? Were you able to show them a trick that you had? Well, uh, well I wouldn't say a complete trick, but there'd be certain things where like they might say like, oh, try to move it this guy. Trying to think of an example where it was just uh, someone was giving me it was just like a kind of a close up of a talent, but they had some kind of you know stray hairs that we had to kind of clean up, and he he was giving me certain ways to do it, and then I was like, well, what if I just because I had the roto hit, I had the roto the talent, and I was like, well, what if I just rotoed them, and then I just when I cut them at like I'll put them back on top, pixel spread the background, and they're like, yeah, that works. I was like, that works. I was like. All right, cool. And it was just like, I, for me, it wasn't like I taught them something, but like for me to suggest something and they were like, yeah, that, that works too. I'm like, okay, cool. I feel like I'm on the right track. Yeah, exactly. Like the validation, you're on the right track. I was going to say that. So yeah, it, it feels yeah. good to be like, oh, okay, cool. Like you would do it that way as well. So that's good. Yeah. Cause that's, that's the tricky part I think for with flame and learning. And I feel like it, it's sometimes it's, it's also hard to gauge like how, how much, you know, or if you are progressing, because like you said, sometimes there's so many different ways to do something. You're like, I might, is this a good way to do it? When you get one of those ways or you guess one of those ways that you would do it and it's a way that would make sense to do that. Yeah, it just kind of feels good. You know, a lot of times it's like a trial and error. Yeah, whenever I work with other artists, I always have a million questions because I'll try a couple different things and just hearing like, yeah, I would do it that way. No, actually, I wouldn't do it this way. I try it this way yeah. or something like that. I'm just like, oh, yeah, it feels good. My thinking is on the right direction. I might not be doing it in the right direction, but at least my thinking is on par <laughs> with how they would do it. So I, I right, feel good yeah. knowing I'm going in the right direction that they would go to. Yeah, the steps in logic, the way you got there, like it works. Uh, the thing for me, though, that sometimes worries me is I'll ask a senior artist something. I'm like, oh, just to do the blah, 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 the blah, 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 you know? And I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> no, I don't. And I was like, you lost me at like two sentences in. It's like they've done it like a million times. They know how to repeat it step by step. Yeah. And you're like, this is new to me. Hold on a second. Yeah, I always push to sit next to another artist. Like sometimes I just don't work really well as an island. I work really well with mm. a really strong producer and another really strong artist just to bounce ideas back and right. forth. And and just like you were saying, like, am I going in the right direction? Is this a good idea? Should I even go down this road? <laughs> am I going to set us back two hours? Yeah, especially that's like with commercial turnaround, that's like some things are so quick and they you know want a shot so sometimes you're like when you need this bike all right i'm gonna have to try some things and try to get it done and that's also kind of scary being so feeling like a newbie but then also like having like the time constraints because like a lot of times also like you won't be able to kind of clean up the shot as nice as you as i want you know with the compasses and everything because you're just scrambling to get the thing that look good mm -hmm. to get out for like a post also i was going to say too but one of the I guess the downsides too, like as much as I love working remotely, it's uh, having that sitting next to a senior artist is something that just I would like to do more of on occasion. This might be a good time to also plug the Discord is that if you're not in the Discord, you can check out the rooms that they have in there where you can actually screen share. And I understand we can't sometimes with the stuff that we're working on, the boxes and NDA, but at least you can right. get, you know, maybe stock footage and try to do that same thing and go on Discord and do a screen share and see like how other people would do it. Yeah. I was actually working on one of my friend's student films. I think it was like a year and a half ago. And I went on Discord and was just like, hey, how can I get this like pull in the background from this fighting scene without having to roto an entire, you know, fighting scene? And there was about six or seven <laughs> people that had six or seven different answers with how to do it, which I thought wow. was amazing. Like I couldn't keep up with how many different yeah. answers people had. I was like, okay, I just got to try something and see like, this is all good stuff. So it's actually a really good opportunity yeah. to go on there and learn other things. And, and if it's late where you are, it's probably early in Australia or New Zealand where the other <laughs> some of the flame artists are there too. <laughs> and they're usually on it interesting times That's of the true. day too. So I feel like it's 24-7. Someone's on Discord able to help out too, yeah. which is really good. Yeah, I definitely have to like start using it more. I think just get comfortable because you know sometimes I feel like as being – still learning and stuff i feel like and i guess with like the flame mystique it's like sometimes i don't want to bother anybody with some of my like simple questions like how do you do this it's like am i even asking the right question 
I do feel you on that aspect. And the cool thing about Discord, you know, having just come up during the pandemic, is that it is the safe space too. And so is the forum. There was a whole complete redesign of the forum as well, where I do see questions on there, one-on-one questions like, hey, I got a question, like, how do you start a GMask or something? You will get seven different people that chime in and say, hey, try it this way. Hey, try it this way. It's definitely become more of a fun, interactive, safe space for anyone around the world to ask any type of question. And I sincerely mean that too. It's really good about you think it might be a dumb question, but someone might be like, hey, that's actually a really good question because you can try it this way. You can try opening it this way. It's really good for that. So yeah, definitely dive in, ask the questions, reach out to people. There's so many talented people on there that have tips and tricks that it's really been fun to see people reaching out and then seeing all these different ways to do things. So I I definitely suggest it for anyone, even anyone listening right now, like definitely dive in (laughs) and go and ask those questions. I did the same thing too when I first started in the community was I was really scared to ask any type of what I thought was like a super simple question though too. But yeah, don't dive in, ask questions away. People are more than willing to help for sure. Yeah, I I think that's going to be a late 2023 uh, New Year's resolution. Like, just be more active in the the Discord and the forums. Because I've I've signed up to both. I'm just been I've just been lurking though, as as of now. (laughs) You're a lurker right now. Yeah, I'm a lurker. But you know, maybe I'll start asking some questions because again, too, like you can do the tutorials, and tutorials are great. uh, But sometimes they just feel like they're just always so perfect. And sometimes you know when you don't. When you're like, well, how's this shot? Because this isn't tracking at all. Or this goes in front of this, like, and then it goes in front of that. So how do I track this marker now? It's like rotating or like you get parallaxing on the side, you know, all yep. different things. So hearing somebody else like come in and just get, give their own like suggestions, like, I think that's really helpful. Yeah, actually, on the podcast I was talking with Noah Poole is that it was kind of the same thing where I, I I learn better. I'm the kind of person where I can watch a tutorial, but then all of a sudden I'm like staring at the wall and I'm like, oh, what? What was like for some reason I need to be able to ask why every step of the way just to get an understanding. And yeah. I've noticed sometimes I'm like, well, why did they use that instead of that? Like, oh, because down the line it'll affect this. And I was like, see, I'm glad I asked that because. I was actually going to use the other one and down the line, I was going to do that, which would have affected it. So me and Noah were talking about that, where sometimes I just need to ask the questions, dive through it. There's just so many questions that are going to come up along the way too. And sometimes I watch I watch the tutorials, yeah. same thing. I watch the tutorial. I think I'm doing it perfect. I do not get that same result. <laughs> I'm just like, why? <laughs> yeah, why? That too, yeah. That's a frustrating thing. Is it me? <laughs> yeah. Man, how did they get that perfect track? <laughs> like, how did... What? <laughs> As like I've come to learn too, sometimes like yet yeah, tracking is just an art form in itself mm-hmm. of just what to grab and and you just got to keep trying. And also with the tutorials, I think it's interesting is like you know a certain thing might come back again or something, and I'll search t- search and that tutorial will come up, and I'm like, let me look at it again. And then you watch it again, and then clicks, and now you're like, mm-hmm. oh, that's why they used it like this. Or now like that one thing that they pulled out that was like super weird and intimidating <laughs> for me. It's like. I can use like it makes more sense to me now. I can now use that thing. I I think one of them was like a 3D. I think it was a 3D shape or I forget what it was, but all I know it was like I used it, it to track and it was really uh, cool because it was it wasn't just like a standard G mask. It was I, I wish I think it was just a 3D shape and you pull it out in action and then you can track, but like. G-Mask itself was able to deform, but you it still stayed on. I was like, oh, wow. This is another way, another G-Mask and another way to track, which is so many already, but it's also good because there's so many different issues that come up that you can take care of in different ways. What would you say is one of the things that you're really proud of that you've worked on at the mill so far? Um, You know, I, I have to say, like, it, it sounds silly, but sometimes... I've worked on it a couple of times, but McDonald's actually has been pretty cool just in the sense of like the span of how many versions and how many stuff has to get out. Like a, when you have like a big job, it's just satisfying. And and then again, to see the commercials is, an, is another thing where it's like, oh, like, look at that. Like I was on, you know, I did that one. You know, I was, I, I was a part of that. Um, so I have to say, I, I, I think, uh, I think Samsung was cool too. Again, another big one where it just took a lot of like with their phones and just like, it's still complicated, but getting through those that were like these big jobs and then seeing that stuff on TV, I think that's kind of where I'm like the most proudest. I think I, 
I've done that before too. I don't know where I was, but there was like a TV. I look at it and I'm like, why does that look familiar? Oh, because I worked on that shot. Okay. <laughs> like that's that's why that looks familiar. Yeah. What do you think is the main difference between being a junior flame artist at NPC and then also being a junior flame artist at the mill? Like, what do you think their different perspectives are on what a junior flame artist is at each company? At at NPC you have a junior, like a junior flame artist is one that kind of just kind of thrown in, expected to, you know, ask a lot of questions, research and learn on, on your, on your own, on your own time when, it, when, when you can feet to the fire type of uh, working. And then like, and then with the stuff that you know, you're going to get stuff that you, you're going to get other projects of, of the stuff that you know. And then I would say on the mill side, it's, it's kind of where you have where you'll be working uh, more with seniors and leads, and they'll be giving you the shots. Like I guess both of you're still trying things, you know, still trying new shots, but there's a bit more, I think, of the of like a back and forth on that. But it's it's I mean, for the most part, it's not so so different because it's kind of like the transition was kind of. Kind of, I don't want to say seamless because like the, the, it was a lot of work with what they everyone had to do with pipelines and all the stuff and the different machines that had to be worked on. A little blending from both, I guess. What do you think the companies that you've worked on in the past see the difference between a junior artist and a flame artist? Like, there's some companies in LA specifically where when you say assistant, like flame assistant, they think you do slates. You, you know, you export spots and that's probably it. Maybe conform. And then when you hear more junior flame artists, it's more like, okay, they're starting to do shots. They, they're conforming, building the timelines, like that kind of stuff. So the companies that you've worked at, how do you feel the differences between junior and assist? I think for the most part, it's kind of getting blurred. It's interesting to me that I think like tech ops and DM, like DMG is someplace called or tech ops or machine room is kind of seen as entry level when there's such a high level of technical knowledge it has to go into that alone but then yeah so like when i first was exposed i was using flame assist and it was all timeline stuff and then i've at a lot of other places the timeline and the conform is what the lead does so it's a very interesting thing where i came up learning the conform side but like in terms of compositing i'm like not that strong but like as a lead you got to be really good with the timeline but then also have to know how to composite and do all that kind of stuff too so in terms of like a flame assist and a, and a junior flame artist i feel like it's a little bit blurred like yeah i think it's i, I almost unfortunately like kind of want to say i feel like a flame assist isn't yeah is more on the on the line of like a tech ops person yeah like you said uh, it's it's tricky because like yeah like you said some some places like the the flame assist is the one who's like making the the final spots and then also, you know, making the the versions and delivering them and all that stuff. I guess a junior would would be the one that's then kind of doing that too but also also still getting all the shots. Like I know when I was in when I was in tech ops, we we'd have final like it was the final export, you know, everything was final where when you're a junior and you have the timeline and you're actually kind of in charge of it, you're the one getting more shots, pulling them in, making sure they look good and a bit of that. But yeah, I think it's very, very blurred now in terms of flame assist to junior flame. I agree with you. LA's kind of the same yeah. way that I've noticed yeah. this as well. You were mentioning earlier about how you like building the schematics and you like seeing the batch tree, yeah. building it and it's organized. What would you say are another couple favorite things that you like about flame? Is there like a specific shader that you like or is there any kind of comps in particular that you love working on? I mean, flame in general, I just like how, I can't just say like snappy or just, like robust, I guess. I guess because it, it does cache everything, so everything is kind of instant, um, and that's what kind of what I like. Don't have to wait. You can kind of see things happening like right there. And I, I like the way that the the left side is organized now, where you you know you have your library and you have your desktop. Just like there's multiple ways to do everything else. It's kind of like multiple ways of saving. I, I like that. Like when I'm a, I get to a certain point in the day or or on a on a project, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna drag it down now. Like save you know and just this kind of idea of like having that kind of organization there's like a, there's a there's a certain level of organization that but it's also makes sense and it's intuitive i've been working with it now for like three years and it's just a lot of it just kind of makes sense that's good 
Before you were at like DG Fest Channel, Extreme Reach and all that, did you ever get a chance to work at like an editorial post house or anything that was editorial? No, I I didn't. It was um yeah, just came came out of school, was in yeah, I went DG. It was for first well, it was first Treehouse, which was the, the it was a very small private company that was specifically the for infomercials and then when they got bought by DG uh, Fast Channel and then DG Fast Channel got bought by Extreme Reach. Never got to work on the editorial side. I think the other cool thing I would say is that where uh, this company was located was like right in Times Square. And in the beginning, they worked a lot with like MTV and oh, nice. TRL. And so like half their library, I forgot to mention that earlier, but like they had the, the library had like a whole section of just old music videos oh, on nice. beta tapes. <laughs> so it was kind of cool to go through the library and just see like all these like older songs. I'm like, oh, I remember this video and just... And reminisce about how when music videos were like a form of art, you know, that you could watch these music on, you, you know, you get your VHS and record like your favorite videos and stuff like that. <laughs> I remember that too. I remember MTV playing all the cool music videos back in the day. Yeah, I do. I do remember. I yeah. miss that. <laughs> I really do miss that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now most of it's on YouTube. I mean, there's still a lot of cool videos out there. It's just, it's, yeah, it's just not that thing where it's like you, you just would catch it on TV. Now you just can kind of like look it up and it comes up. Would there be any advice that you would want to give to any up and coming assistant flame artist that's moving up their way to junior flame artist and then eventually want to be senior artist from your experience and where you've been? Any advice that you'd want to give them? Well, I guess I guess one that I've that's kind of more universal, but just even when you feel like you're not like learning, you you are like your brain is still absorbing it, and like next time you come back to it, it's gonna it's gonna make sense eventually. I I, I think like that's one thing that I felt with like there was a point where like I was like I don't, I don't get some of that, you, you know, like they explain to you how it works and you're like okay and then you do it because like you think of like I always said you, you think you know what the outcome is gonna be. And it's not there, and you're like, "What? What? I thought this is how it works. This is how, it, and it, and it's not." And then, and then one day you do it, and it's almost like automatic. You're like, "Oh, you take this, connect this with this, and put this here," and then you get the result that you actually thought you would get. And then you're like, "Oh, okay. I guess I, I am getting some of this." It's a really good feeling when something clicks, for sure. Yeah, and then again, like I, like I was saying that I need to do more, but just at, like ask questions reach out every every flame artist i've ever talked to there's never been an ego or anything like people have always been super friendly and open and sharing i mean just again like to go along with the mystique of the flame artist but like just the community itself i don't i've never really come come across that before where so many people just like about flame in a certain on a certain level where it's like a lot of people know each other you know you've might you might have seen someone on like a forum or something next thing you know you're working with them and just that kind of thing is just really cool and so yeah so like i would just say reach out ask questions just and keep plugging away because you you will get it good that's some really good advice i do have a list of about 10 flame artists and a couple of assists that i know around in the u.s actually so yeah it would be like on the east coast and then also in la that i recommend out so when someone reaches out to me and if I can't do a job or whatever, I'm like, hey, I got a list of 10 other people. Like, what do you need? Do you need beauty? Like, what do you need specifically? Like car cleanup, whatever. I can recommend you a couple yeah. flame artists. So some of my friends have actually gotten like random calls from places. And I was like, yeah, it's probably because I give your info or they already knew from LinkedIn or something. But I, I have no problem yeah. giving the information out. It's like, if I can't do it, I'm going to find you someone who can. Yeah, we're all on the same. We're all on the same team in a way, if you really think about it. Yeah, and and I and I know there's like I've experienced in like maybe other fields where people are seen more guarded with their techniques in terms of like art, and they might think like if I can sh if I show you how to do this, then it's going to affect my job or something. But I, I'm more of the thing where like you know you help someone else, you you show somebody else the way, they might figure something out that you didn't know or take something further that you didn't know, and then they might bring it back to you, and it's just that sharing of knowledge that just makes everybody grow better and I think quicker than like people having to compete over you know whatever kind of thing and just I always come from like art should be free in that sense I know you, realistically you can't but just that idea like it's ideas and it's like let's celebrate them and share them exactly yeah I'm, I'm kind of the same mindset where if I'm going to teach another artist or even an assist or junior something 
it's because they can help me with it. So if I've got 50 shots to get through, I need help. I'm going to teach you this so we can all get through it together. So it's like, you're helping me. Help me, help you, help me, help the job, help, yeah, <laughs> help everybody to get yeah. it done. So there's no point in me just keeping this to myself when we can hire other people and I can show them and we can just all get it done. Even like the the mind explode moment. If you can share something with someone that makes them go and like their mind explodes, like you just like, yeah, that's sick, right? And you both are like, how cool was that? You know, that the, like, let me show you this real cool thing or something like, you know, or just even like explaining something to somebody. I, I, I remember when it clicked when people were talking about different filters and like, you know, when you're saying like, okay, well, like a white pixel is, is the number one, black is zero. And then like when you're dealing with like mats and like every pixel has a, color numeric value and then but when you hear the term multiply it literally means you're multiplying one times a number is itself so it's the same color number times zero is zero so there's nothing there and when i heard it like that i was like oh okay like <laughs> it, it just kind of made it clicked in a way that just helped you understand some of the processes because like you know sometimes you'll look at like the equations and like and you're like what the heck does this but just on a simple level of that to me i was like okay i don't know and i just thought that was like a cool tidbit to just when you take that information it helps you then see it in a different way and then helps you you know get it quicker Exactly. And artists are also really good about giving credit where it's due too. So sometimes you'll hear on the Logic Lives on Sundays where somebody's like, oh, hey, I got this really cool beauty trick to show you and I, and I actually learned it from so-and-so artist. So we're really good about giving credit where it's due and then adding your contribution. Yeah. So there's, you know what I mean? There's just, there's really no point in kind of fighting for this when we all have great ideas to share with everybody and everybody does it. Yeah. On the forums, on Discord, yeah. everywhere. On Logic, everyone's sharing the information so we can all hire each other and get the job done, basically. <laughs> true, true. And again, I think there is that level of celebration of the like the multiple ways you can do something. I think that everybody, I think, is kind of likes or is, is into in that sense of like, oh, yeah, I didn't even think you could do it this way. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. And if you do this, you know, then you can. And I think even even flame itself and like you're doing stuff i think it's cool because i was thinking about this just just before how as they say like you know was it necessity is the mother of invention right so like when you have to like have a shot and you have a certain thing you have to take care of and you're like all right well how do i do this and like, all right, i have these tools here let me try these different ways to do it and then like you build something and then that little thing that you built sometimes you can go back and then reuse it again in a different part of your batch where you're like all right i i made this and it isolates this thing but now i need to put it back mm -hmm. on top and you and you're reusing things that you've built already there's like a, a certain sense of that with people's ideas and when you're sharing them on a forum that like they share you this little thing as a little tool that helps you get where you need to be in that project but now you have that way of building something that you might be able to use later on somehow some other way it all compounds on itself which is really good yeah yeah so what's in store for you coming up? What's your next move? What do you see the future like for you and Flame? Well, for now, um, I'm just, I'm still just trying to learn. Like I, I, I still, I would have to say, I still have a bit of that confidence thing where I really want to, you know, like give me more, like give me more shots because like I feel like I'm gonna get to that point. Like give me a shot. And they're gonna be like, all right, here, try this. And I'm gonna be like, all right, I don't know what I'm, like, I don't know. There's like I can't do this one, you know, and like get like nervous, but. Uh, so I've just been trying to just build up and just as I've been asking for shots and getting them and seeing, you know, trying to get feedback and seeing how that goes. Like as I've just been going, it's just getting shots and just trying to just tackle them. L lately, just been a lot of, you know, not juggling, but going back between timeline work, you know, whether it's supers or legals or a bit more compositing stuff. Uh, right now, I'm kind of doing this cool thing where like it's just simple, but it's just it's like text that's going in between the talent so it's like in front of them then it's behind others and it's coming it's going through the objects so there's just a lot of like masking things it's just, it's just cool because it's like something that i'm i'm still could get better with like i know how to do but i'm just refining it and getting better and then on top of having to mask it you have to also have like a shadow cast so that's another part of it that i'm going to have to try to tackle yeah that that's kind of where i'm at right now and just gonna keep trying to learn as much as i can just kind of delve in more with just flame do you have any other hobbies that you do like do you have a secret like cooking tiktok or something like that like what what else do you like to do in your uh, spare time lately it's been either playing guitar or i i am a, a gamer at heart too so i like to play a nice. lot of video games so i've been doing a bit of that uh i got a gaming chair 
<laughs> hey, nice. Actually, actually, my, mine is too. Mine is too. Oh, I, nice. I decided. <laughs> These are comfy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's it's. I, I was debating on one for a long time, and I did. I, I sometimes I go really crazy when it comes to like researching things, and I was going all over the place with like different chairs and like you know because I never bought like a good computer chair, and I'm like I've been working for, yeah. for so long now, like I deserve a good chair, you know? Yes. So. Yes, I was in the same mindset. I was looking for chairs there too. And then I saw these gaming chairs and I was like, oh man, yeah. okay. <laughs> but yeah, they're really comfortable. Yeah, you know, and a lot of them usually can recline back pretty far if you want to like relax them. <laughs> like you can just go all the way back. Yeah, this one's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. There's a lot of good information. You've been doing a lot of really cool stuff. It's so good to hear what juniors are up to and assistants are up to these days. It's the the roles are changing and and even this morning on the Logic Live we did, Renee Tim was talking about how the roles have been changing for junior artists and like what are they doing now these days versus what they used to do back in the day. Because even like the past couple years things have changed. And I think a lot of it has to do with remote yeah. too. But it's really nice yeah. to hear how assistants and juniors are learning, how they're getting information, how they're moving up, what is it they're doing, the companies they're working at, what their what their expectations are. So it's really nice to hear just around right. even New York yeah. too. What are the expectations of the junior artists? So this is really good to hear. So thank you so much. No, I mean thank you, thank you for having me. Thank you for doing this because it's it's cool to talk about. It's cool to f kind of feel like I'm being a part of the. A flame community because like i feel like we all get that too that imposter syndrome we're like, like can i call myself a flame artist and you know like this just feels good to to do and to talk and to like you know again be a part of so i appreciate that absolutely Thank you. yeah I, I hear you the imposter syndrome it's it creeps up on everybody for sure and i talk about that a lot with yeah. a lot of people um that i do the podcast with as well but you are definitely included you you are in it you're part of the community you are loved <laughs> <I am>. <laughs> <laughs> and you're in it and like you're worthy all that good inspirational stuff though so anything you contribute yeah. uh, it will be taken into account and people will answer questions so yeah dive on in get in there ask those questions that you think are crazy mm. or stupid whatever they yeah. are because you know somebody else is probably thinking and they might be too scared to ask it and so you went out there and you did it and someone else is yeah. like oh cool okay they already asked it thank you <laughs> they were too scared too so you never know somebody else <laughs> yeah, somebody no, else could true. be thinking the same thing thanks for being in the community thanks for contributing and, and it's really good to hear your story this is yes. awesome thank you yeah. awesome well thanks so much Remy alright thank you bye 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 this episode of the Logic Podcast is brought to you by AJA together with Flame since 2006 we would like to welcome to the Logic family our friends at Hotspring. Hotspring is the future of VFX outsourcing. Hotspring connects you to great artists to get your projects done, making it easier than ever to access the best talent around the world. If you need any help with Roto, Paint, 3D Match Move, or Cleanup, I highly encourage you to give the folks at Hotspring a shout. You will not be disappointed. www.hotspring.com See you next time.